You were mid-table with Tim Sherwood <laughs> When Pot found you He picked you up, he took you into the Champions League Turned you into something new Now five years later on, you go and stab him in the back Loyalty's nothing to you But don't forget that this part took you where you are now And he can put you back down too Don't Don't you want Potch? You know he can't believe it when you he when he heard that you're sacking him Don't Don't you want Potch? You know he doesn't believe it when you say that you don't need him If you think you've changed your mind You better change it back or if or you <laughs> Don't you want me leaving? Don't you want me? Oh, okay, that's enough of that. That's enough. That's plenty. No, no, no more. No more. No more. Yeah, if you can tell from that terrible introduction, which I completely ripped off, and uh, if you can find out where from, I will uh, be quite proud of you. But uh, yeah, Fabrizio Pochettino has been sacked by Tottenham Hotspur. They've sacked the greatest ever manager because of a poor run of form. And yeah, I decided that I would uh, cap off this news with some terrible, with a terrible song. Yeah, so in come Outward Potch. Who do you think that they, that they might bring in as to replace the greatest ever manager? And it is the greatest ever manager... Of Tottenham's, oh, well, they're Chelsea's biggest rivals, but probably Tottenham's second biggest rivals. And, uh, yeah, Jose Mourinho is the new Tottenham manager. And, yeah, this is massive news. I mean, Jose's been eyeing up the pretty Arsenal job for I don't know how long. But, um, yeah, um, right now uh, it seems as though he's gone to their direct rivals and... Uh, took that job and said and I mean obviously I'm a Chelsea fan so I'm going to talk about that element of it first so there's a lot of people saying that oh, when uh, Jose took the Man United job it was a little bit of the love was lost between the club and um, between the club and Jose Mourinho but in, and now it's all gone because it's gone to our direct rivals I mean for me it doesn't really apply because I was done with Jose the minute he took the United job. I think uh, it's just he just does not show any loyalty whatsoever. And um, when he took that job, I was like, it was after that I was like, I can't, I can't respect this man anymore. And for going to the direct rivals and saying all the things that he said about Chelsea, I was done. I was done after that. And now I'm just further as what I've been saying for the last few years. Um. If I'm being honest, it's it's annoying to see this happening, but at the same time, ultimately I do think it is the uh, probably not the right decision for Tottenham, and um, but he won't be a massive success there. So it keeps Tottenham weak. I'm okay with them, but anyways, let's uh, take a look at the Mauricio Pochettino sacking and really. Just dissected into it. And, um, yeah, unsurprisingly, the greatest striker in Premier League history, David McGoldrick, has ultimately been the man 
to push Potch out the door as man of the match display. For Sheffield United against them um, is what earned Sheffield United the draw and earned Potch the sack. So um, if, you're, if there are anyone is really to blame, it has to be David McGoldrick, uh, the quality Ireland's best striker as of right now. And uh, yeah, but uh, back to uh, back to Tottenham and Potch getting sacking. They currently sit in twelve and uh, fourteenth position. Sorry, with fourteen points after twelve games. Which um, I don't think uh, anyone might be saying that that is absolutely terrible for a club of Pochettino, a club of, uh, not a club of Pochettino stature, a club of Tottenham stature, and with the talent they have at their disposal. So, uh, but the way I see it is, the fifth place team, and nine places ahead of them, is three points ahead of them. I mean, that mid-table bracket for all the way down from Everton or. Even West Ham in sixteenth, all the way up to Sheffield United in, uh, all the way up to Sheffield United up in fifth. I mean, there's only four points separating that, and it's the majority of the table. So, I really said something that maybe it wasn't all doom and gloom, especially as they're doing quite well in the Champions League. And uh, yeah, but ultimately they have been sacked, and apparently this has been the work in the works for a very long time. I heard a report that's been the work for as early as December, which is, I believe, when Mourinho was sacked by Manchester United. And if those rumours are true, and they were looking at their potential new boss while um, while Tottenham were in the top four last year and on a Champions League run, which would eventually get them to the final, I mean, that's just disgraceful. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. And uh, you know what ultimately has happened. It, it something it had to be in the worst for a while, anyways, because um, when you think of it, with the fact that uh, why would Tottenham have sacked their manager on Tuesday of the second week of the international break, while they could have had two weeks to line up a replacement? Um, if Pochettino, what if uh, with if they sacked him after the Sheffield United game, which was like. Saturday, well, Saturday, uh, not the last Saturday, the Saturday after that, before that, sorry. And, uh, yeah, but Jose Mourinho is in. And ultimately, do I think it's the right decision? I would say probably not. Pochettino, this season, for me, he earned the right to get the club relegated for all that he's done for them. Maybe not quite relegated, but a similar a similar position. Now, um, yeah, it really... It really doesn't make a lot of sense to me how it's fair, really, to sack a man who's done so much for that club. I think, um, if anything, he deserved to walk. Limited, very limited. Five seasons, I think it's a net spend of £100 million, and most of that was this summer. I mean, I'd say they're probably in the profit, in profits up to then. So the man has had very limited resources, and, um, yeah... The Tottenham board have repeatedly screwed him over, and uh, yeah, ultimately, it has led to Pochettino getting the sack. Unrealistic expectations, and some of the Spurs fans who have come out and supported this is it's just absolutely disgraceful that for all the man has done for the club, and they really has stabbed him in the back, in my opinion. A lot of people. Um, as for what's next for Mauricio Pochettino, I'd say. 
one of the Europe's elite looms for me. Um, I look at the Bayern Munich job. Oh, who, who the hell? Um, I know that. Uh, I know that. Um, what's his, what was his face? Uh, Kovac got the sack from Bayern Munich. Not sure if they've uh, signed a uh, signed a replacement. This uh, man, not a full time, I don't believe. And um, yeah, they haven't signed Flick. I believe is the manager for now. They haven't find signed a full time uh, replacement. Maybe that would be a nice place for him. PSG don't get a run in the Champions League this year, which I do expect them to do. Uh, they have impressed me thus thus far. Maybe that's where I could go. Barcelona, I know he, I think he managed Espanyol, so I'm not sure if he'd do that out of loyalty, but, um, yeah, for the loyalty that man's been showing recently, uh, I don't think he'll care, um, but, uh, ultimately, yeah, it is one of, one, it's one of Europe, Europe's elite, which looms, and, uh, yeah, I hope he does well there, even though I'm a Chelsea fan, and I'm always, Therefore, gonna hate Spurs. Um, it's just uh, it's it was hard to it's hard to hate Pochettino for all he's achieved. Seems like a nice enough man, to be honest, compared to uh, some of the other people in the Premier League. And um, yeah, I wish him the very best of luck. But the main thing you want to talk about in when discussing Pochettino's sacking is what how will Jose Mourinho do? I mean, I waited. Until I like obviously I promised a uh, football in a nutshell, uh, reacting to the Ireland game, which I ultimately didn't do as I had no idea what to talk about because I can't criticize the team because of the performance, but I can't praise the team because we didn't get to the Euros and ultimately it was too much of a mess, so I didn't make it that. So I waited until the confirmed Jose Mourinho in the uh, Tottenham Hospital to make the podcast and. Um, yeah, I've Jose Mourinho's uh, legacy as a manager. Talking about his legacy at Chelsea, but up until I mean the last few years, his reputation has really, really hit a low. And to be honest, I mean he won the Europa League and uh, the League Cup in his first season at Manchester United, and. Uh, and his first season at Manchester United and uh, got them back into the Champions League after a year out and he finished second with them the year after that and got to an FA Cup final so in terms of his reputation it's hitting a massive blow because of that third season but I mean he hasn't been terrible recently I mean his tactics are a bit dated and uh in my opinion, he's a better pundit than he is a manager at this stage. He was doing absolutely brilliant works at Sky Sports and they're really going to miss him, but it is, it's hard to see how they will do because Jose Mourinho, his reputation is through the floor right now as he gets his job. But he is a proven winner still. I mean, he's won trophies across his career. Manchester United was the first club he didn't uh, win a league title at and he he came up against probably the greatest team in Premier League history one year when they, when they finished second. In the first year, he did what was required of him. So, it truly is hard to judge Jose Mourinho as a manager as of right now. A lot of people are saying he's finished, which we don't exactly know whether that is the case or not. 
I mean, it feels like he's been out of management for more than a year. Linked to a lot of top jobs, but not really perceived by many people to put in the top 10 managers in the world. I certainly wouldn't. And to replace Pochettino with him, it seems it seems very strange to me. Whether this, because this move, it could go, it could go either way, and um, the new manager boost is bound to kick in. And uh, if you look, at, if you take a look ahead at Tottenham's fixtures that are coming up after the international break, obviously. Um, to be honest, they're not, they're not terrible. West Ham away, West Hamers in dire form. Um, definitely a very winnable game. Um. Uh, that is followed by Bournemouth at home. Also at home, Tottenham Hotspur should be beating Bournemouth. And uh, that's followed up by, which will be, for me, the um, first major test of the uh, of the Jose Mourinho era, which is against old club Manchester United at Old Trafford. That will be a very interesting game, especially in the push for, well, they're both trying to make a push for the top four. And to be fair, there's only two points in the difference, so it could go either way. By that time, the sixteen, the fourteen place, sorry, Tottenham Hotspur could have overtaken the um, the currently I believe seventh is it place uh, Manchester United. It's very capable to happen. They could be as high as fifth at that stage. Uh, so it really is. It, it's it's speculative. Where do I see a finish? I think this is the kind of time now that this new managerial appointment has come in there's to sort of revise my predictions from the start of the season. And if you didn't know, the top, the top seven that I predicted was Leicester 7th, Chelsea 6th, um, Arsenal 5th, United 4th, um, Tottenham 3rd, Liverpool 2nd, City 1st. Which obviously... Based on the fact that none of those um, positions, as of right now, are correct, is uh, <laughs> it's a pretty bad uh, prediction right now. So maybe it's my time that I revise that uh, top seven prediction according to the current transfer merry-go-round. I still think that will be the top seven, those clubs. I don't see Wolves pushing in Crystal Palace. Uh, Everton and West Ham are having a horrible time of it right now. In West Ham, after a great start, are on horrific run of form. And is Pellegrini still in the job? I'm fairly certain he is, but uh, uh, he could be gone any minute now because uh, they are on a horrific run of form. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to revise these predictions now accordingly. First, will I go top to bottom? Yeah, I think I'll go top to bottom. First... It is hard to see anyone but Liverpool, I'd have to say, for this. I mean, nine points clear after 12 games. And also City have a big chance of uh, dropping more points. Well, it's eight points clear, nine points clear of City, who are the only other team we can expect to win the Premier League. And, uh, yeah, I, it's hard to see that um, that will be overturned with, Chelsea, with uh, Man City. Having a very legitimate chance of dropping points this weekend against Chelsea. Which would, for me, if they drop that 11-12 points behind, it could be a 
that seems like a little bit too much for me. Jurgen Klopp, obviously, as this is a managerial uh, thing, I, his, he has the safest job in the Premier League. And, uh, yeah, that is... That's really all there is to say about that. But uh, City second, as I said, they're the only other real proper contenders. They arguably the best team in Premier League history. Um, I think that Liverpool team is up there as well. No one ever talks about them, but Champions League winners... 98 points last year, probably you're going to win the league this year. It deserves that recognition, especially if they get close to 100 points this year, which I fully expect them to, the way they're performing right now. They are just going to bottle it now that I'm saying all this nice stuff. But anyways, uh, yeah, them second. Third, oh, I'm reluctant. I mean, as of right now, Chelsea are the third best team in the league, and uh, Leicester are running extremely hot based on all the underlying numbers are suggesting that Leicester should not be where they are right now in third. But I am reluctant to put Chelsea so high because they always do disappoint me when I show fate. I mean, they've completely surpassed my expectations uh, thus far. I said they'd finish sixth at the start of the year. I wasn't one of those idiots who said that they would be nowhere near the top six, but I was still very pessimistic. But... It's hard to see. I mean, we have players coming back as well. Rudiger, Kante, Loftus-Cheek. I mean, Kante has been in and out of injuries. Uh, Rudiger has only played 45 minutes and is our best centre-back. Kante is our best player and he's been in and out. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek adds another layer to that attack slash midfield. Oh, Emerson back as well. I mean, we should be finishing third. I, I don't know if I want to put us third because I know that's when we'll bottle it. Ah, screw it anyways. I'll put, I'll put us third. Yeah, I think um, we have a good enough set core players, feel good factor. And I think we should get there ahead of Leicester or Arsenal or anything like that. Um, yeah, fourth, I'd say probably Leicester actually. I mean, the when the th- main thing is the the main rivals them currently are uh, the main rivals them currently are in fact uh, Arsenal because obviously Sheffield United by the end of the year, surprise surprise will be nowhere near the uh, top top five where they currently are, and um, yeah, but just when they played Arsenal, a clear class gap throughout the game, just even when. Oh, with Ozil playing like everyone seems to want him to. Just, they were just streaks ahead. Brendan Rodgers has them playing some great football. And I know they said they're running hot, which they are. But there is a chance that they will just continually run hot for the rest of the year. And Jamie Vardy will just have one of those seasons where everything he hits goes in. Which is a very real possibility. And uh, yeah, so for that reason... I'd say probably um I'd say probably that they will finish up for and to be honest at the start of the year I was feeling very good about myself when Leicester started so strongly and um everyone so many people I heard said they'd finish 10th uh, Wolves would be better than them and I insisted that they were a good team and uh, they've proved me right so far but yeah I was I completely underestimated them still uh, from that seven place prediction, but it's gonna look a lot better than most uh, people's Leicester predictions come the end of the year. And uh, yeah, so then the fifth, six, seven is gonna be the main chunk. 
this is really where you're looking at three teams completely underperforming. Currently, Arsenal are on top with Manchester United and Tottenham, but all they're all within three points of each other and are playing some horrific football at the minute. I suppose you could argue Man United. But, uh, yeah, first of all, I'm going to talk about the other man whose job is truly in uh, in trouble, and that is Unai Emery. Emery, I believe I said fifth at the start of the year, outside the top four. A lot of people said that they nick in there. And, yeah, they've been, in my opinion, horrendous at the start of this year. I mean, tactically, he's a mess. Um, seems to hate the idea of playing people in their best position. Hates Ozil. Nicolas Pepe under firing. David Ruiz under firing. No good centre-backs. Couldn't stitch a competent defence together with France's options. And, uh, yeah, it just isn't good. Unai Emery is proving himself to be quite an overrated manager. Um, I've always, over the last few years, put him around uh, the... Um, I've always put him around the uh, top ten in the world bracket, but he clearly belongs nowhere near that. As of right now, and uh, yeah, completely under firing. Aubameyang's goals, though, Lacazette as well, chipping in there. I mean, they have great options in attack. Great options in midfield as well, if you look at Genduzi, Torreira. Also, the Xhaka situation is another thing I have to mention. And this is looking good for them. And the chan- and I've heard a lot of reports that they're not going to sack him till the end of the year because he has that contract and they're just not going to extend it. And if they stick with him for the rest of the year, and if they do have a deep run into the Europa League, which, I mean, they're not doing great in the Europa League, but I'd imagine when, if they begin to prioritise that, they will do quite well in it and prioritise that. They are going to fall off. They're at great risk of falling off. And uh, as of right now, I would say... Oh, do I put them in seventh? Do I put them the highest team currently in seventh? Is the question. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, the squad compared to United, it's un- incomparable. It's just so. It's just so much better. But I, but I rather United right now. Um, in terms of the way they're playing, I mean they've. Yeah, I would say they'll finish below United. But will Tottenham turn around? I'd say yeah, seventh. I'm gonna go with seventh if Emery stays. Higher if Emery leads. That, that's going to be my final verdict on that. With Emery, they're a seventh-place team. With a new manager, like a Marcelino, to come in, they're probably going to, they're probably going to finish higher. And um, that leads us on to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I'm going to finish with Mourinho, as it is him slash Pochettino's... Um, it is their uh, podcast, but... Uh, in my opinion, Manchester United currently find themselves in seventh. Uh, 16 points to 12 games, four wins, four draws, four losses. The, the definition of average. But now, if uh, I'm just going to take a quick look at. It's it goes without saying that the weakest squad in the out of those three is Manchester United. It's an absolute joke that a club of that caliber have that weakest squad. But even at that, I mean, that back four is solid with Luke Shaw, Wambasaka, Lindelof and Maguire. And, uh, yeah, they have Pogba to come back from injury. McTominay is playing out of his skin. Fred, 
coming into the best form of his Manchester United career. Not that it means much. And that front three of Daniel James, Rashford and Martial, it's looking very strong. I mean, I mean the, the, the squad is the worst. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has them. He's the only one that I'd say they're not thoroughly underperforming. Uh, they come back into another vein of form. I believe that they won three one against Brighton at the weekend. Three one win against Norwich before that. Before in between the Bournemouth result, so two wins in the last three. And while the likes of Tottenham are currently won three games all year, they've won two in their last three. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Fifth or sixth is the question. Do I think that Jose Mourinho's Tottenham is so close? There's two points between them. They might as well be together. And they're playing each other soon enough. Uh, fifth or sixth, fifth or sixth. I'd say... Oh, do, I, do I want to overshoot? I mean, Jose Mourinho has the strongest squad. Tottenham, uh, I'll say for now, sixth. Which means I think Jose Mourinho's Tottenham team will end up in fifth. Now, I'm not 100% sure about that by any stretch of the imagination. Especially, I look at it now. <laughs> I'm thinking this could be completely wrong. It could be flipped. Every team could be out of position come the end of the year. But I can only go off the information I know right now. And my uncertainty has led me to believe that the entirety of the current situation of these three teams is going to flip. Which isn't majorly drastic, although it goes from 5th to 14th. Uh, or 6th to 14th even. I mean, they're all within three points of each other, so it can happen very quickly. It can happen this weekend. So, yeah, I'd, um, I just think that that Tottenham Hotspur team, the talent is there. Jose Mourinho always he gets that factor in. I mean, they're all they're, his teams always seem to be good at the start. And quite a talented squad, and um, Jose Mourinho. It just seems like with that squad, I can't I can't see a Tottenham that squad, which in my opinion is probably the third um, best in the league. To uh, I can't see it finishing any lower than fifth, and uh, with Jose Mourinho to get the new manager boost in to get ahead, and if they if he just performs on par with what you would expect from that Tottenham squad, just does okay, they'll finish fifth, because Emery's underperforming, and Ole if he performs unless he does out of the skin like he did with the Ole's at the wheel period, um, he's not going to be able to beat an average Tottenham team. That's just the truth. And that has led me to believe that the top seven at the end of the season will be Arsenal seventh, uh, Manchester United sixth, Tottenham fifth, Leicester fourth, Chelsea third. Uh, still, still a bit iffy about the Chelsea one. I'm always quite conservative in that way. Manchester, United, Manchester City second and Liverpool first. So that has been... Uh, football in a nutshell. Obviously, I'm anno- a bit annoyed about the appointment as a Chelsea fan who like idolised Mourinho for the well his second period. Obviously, I don't remember his first period. I was like one or two years old. But yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's it's a bit sad. Pochettino, I believe he's been mistreated. Key points. My top seven prediction. Jose Mourinho will do okay, I think. He'll get them to fifth. Um, Pochettino wrongfully done and will get a top job after that. And that has been Football Nutshell. Thank you so much for the support recently. I believe I'm approaching a total of 100 plays across all the podcasts. And uh, yeah, 100 plays. And uh, coming up, I think I need to get seven on this one to reach that milestone. So please do go back if this is your first uh, Football Nutshell. Please do go back and uh, listen to some of my other podcasts uh, to help me get there. And thank you very much for listening and goodbye.